Podcasting from their dining room table in Long Beach, California, it's The Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome the Stonebirds. Oh, shit. You right? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? I dropped a pen. Uh-oh. And I hurt my hand in the process. Here comes a trumpet solo. Just some, another uh, day. Uh-huh. Get it. Yeah! Uh-huh. Nice horn work. Uh-huh. Ooh! He's a... He's what we call laying it down. He is laying it he's down. La- he's laying it he down. He is. Uh-huh. And you know what? He's sassy. Uh-huh. He's a sassy, sassy musician. Yeah, most trumpets are sassy. Who, who is this? This here's the Budos Band. The what band? Budos. <laughs> right? Charlie. Right, Charlie? He likes them. All right. What is this? He- <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> oh, so many I'm talking on the radio. Oh, my yeah. name's Dave. Ah, oh, jeez. Oh, okay. Ah. This is tough. All right, Charlie. Sorry about that. How about you, boo? Boo, I'm... Oh, get out of here. Get out for asking me that yeah. because I'm having the best <laughs> day of my life. Get. Get. Get on out of here. Boo, how the hell are you, though? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Mm. I'm a little, I'm a little uh, greasy today. You're, you are greasy. Got, Why are you greasy? I got schmutz on me. Oh, right. Because I had to change a tire <laughs> in the middle of Compton, California today. That's always a good time. Also, explain why you were driving to Los Angeles. I drove to L.A. and back today <laughs> uh, because you needed some help picking up some prescriptions. Yep, my, my brain meds. And I said, sure, because you had stuff going on. Yeah, I had to take Charlie to the vet, had to do dad duty. And uh, first time I've driven to <laughs> L.A. in over six months, and I have a flat tire in the middle yeah. of the freeway. Fortunately, I was passing through Compton, <laughs> so I exited. Uh, I was fortunate that I was near an exit, so uh, exited and uh, found a gas station right off the exit and pulled over and uh, changed it myself. No big deal. But man, this is the fr- I've been driving now for two uh, weeks. I all together, <laughs> I've been driving um, for almost twenty-eight years. Wow! And this is the first time I've ever had a flat where. The tire just exploded. There's no rubber left. Oh, wow. I don't know what happened. I didn't hit anything that I could see. I'm just driving down the five and just boom. Oh, that is so terrifying. And I, ironically, just because I haven't uh, driven in so long, I was this morning doing a nice check of the cars, checking the tire pressure. All the tire pressure's good. Checking the oil level. Oil level's good. Filled it up with gas. <laughs> Went up to L.A., got your stuff. Heading back, boom! Like it, 
Like it, it exploded. There was no rubber left on the wheel. You know how I always wonder, like, you know how when you're driving and you see not just a discarded tire, (laughs) but just like a strip of rubber. Yeah, it's just like a blowout. That's what happened. Oh, boo. Yeah. Oh, well. I'm glad you're okay. Also, sorry. I fishtailed. I almost (laughs) wrecked. Yeah, I lost control of the car for a second. It was just fishtailing all over the freeway. But, uh, yeah, pulled Were over. Were you in the slow lane? I was in uh, the number two lane. Okay. The f- uh, second from the oh. far right. Yeah. And no one was around you? Yeah, it was, it was decent traffic. I was oh lucky that God. I didn't slam into somebody. But, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, it happens. <laughs> it, I just thought that was <laughs> how weird that the first time I've driven to L.A. in over half a year, boom. Yeah. That's on me. I won't in change my pharmacy. I love I that pharmacy, and I'm sorry. I was thinking that today. Like, if I just <laughs> did Rite Aid down the street, mm-hmm. this would have never happened. Uh. Although, you could have been on a bridge. That would have been bad. What happens yeah. if you're on a bridge? What do you mean? When that blowout happened. Yeah, Bridges mean, are terrifying. Yeah, we've already talked about I that. I know, you're, but I'm just letting you know you could have been on a bridge. <laughs> I could have been. So, glad you were in Compton, not uh-huh. on a bridge. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm Had sorry. Had a sweet little old, uh, like, old uh, Latino guy come up to me. This guy must have been, like, 80. And uh, he started speaking Spanish, and I was like, me hablo poquito español. And uh, he was asking if he could help, and I was like, oh, oh no. Piquito problema. Gracias. Oh. So, but that that was, he was real. he was just like, I'm the hip. I shouldn't do the accent. Well, that's uh, not a derogatory accent. That's how he sounds. That was good. Yeah. Wait, he, try it again. He just kept saying, uh, want to help. He want kept, to help. That was about oh. the only English he spoke. Want to help. And I was like, oh, muy gracias. Piquito uh, problema. No problema. Problemo? Problemo. Problemo. Okay. Small problem. Paquito problemo. Yeah, small problem. Little problem. Yeah. Not a big problem. But yeah, so that was exciting. I'm glad you're not dead. Yeah, no big that deal. What a sucked. Yeah. Oh, I, I changed it about uh, under 10 minutes. Really? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good time. Well, NASCAR. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> changed my own tires. I used oh. to have a bit about that. About uh, able bodied grown men calling AAA. Oh, that was that was my sister's both older sisters red flag. Mm-hmm. If a guy didn't know how to change a tire, mm-hmm. woo, yeah. get out of here. Yeah, I was working on an updated version of that about how I I I can't stand guys who can't change a tire. And I know that like in today's age that equality, like a woman should be able to change a tire too. The only difference is I don't hate a woman for not being able to do it. Right. Okay. <laughs> but I hate yeah. a dude who can't do it. Like, come I, on, man. Yeah, I can do it. I can do it. Yeah. I'm, I get kind of nervous, mm-hmm. but I do it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a champion. That's good. Yeah, you're, you're very capable. Yeah. You're very capable. I am. That and should be on my gravestone. Very capable. You are. You're <laughs> da, a problem da, da. solver. <laughs> I like that. And you're strong as a fucking mule. Yeah, sorry you, about that. We were playing. You punched me yesterday. Yeah, I love punching you. Yeah. yeah, me too. I think I'm abusing you, actually. Yeah. You, you, you punch hard. Yeah. Doing I, the thing where I was, we practice a little little female self defense, yeah, and, or just uh, self defense. Man, I man. I pity the poor schmuck that tries to <laughs> mug you, oh, with nothing but his bare hands. And also my loud self. I mean, oh lord, yeah. Imagine, and you're supposed to say fire, not help. Uh huh. So you scream fire, mm-hmm. and people will come running. You scream help. 
get out of town. Not going to happen. They're going to shoot for the hills. Yeah, get shoot out of here. For the, mm. Shoot for the hills? Yep. I don't know. <laughs> How are you, Boo Boo? Boo, I am just delightful. Yeah? I'm very excited because we got rid of a very huge thing that was taking up oh. a lot of space. And a parcel. It, did it bother me? Yes. Did it in? Did it infuse my brain for four days? Yes. Uh, I think it was about five days. Five days. Can explain what's five going on there. Five days. Okay. We turned into a storage unit for our neighbors. <laughs> we have our beautiful neighbors. Mm-hmm. I okay. <laughs> our beautiful neighbors uh, went on a vacation. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know this. Boo, did you know this? No, I didn't know. No one. Not knew. that they're required to check you didn't in have with to us. Tell us. Mm-mm. However. Uh, when you're getting a mattress delivered, mm-hmm. perhaps know the exact day. Yeah. Because outside their door, it was one of those rolly uppy yeah. ones, so and it's not so bad. And it looks kind of small outside their door, but I knew someone could snatch it. And so I stupidly said, oh, we have your mattress. Yeah. <laughs> I just sent a text. And it was still, even though it was one of the rolled up tie, kind that they, you know, cram in a box, it was still, it was about the size of a small refrigerator. Yeah. Wouldn't you think? Yes. So we just had to hang on to that for almost a week. And there was no option to get out of it. Mm-mm. That was the thing that bothered me so much. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get out of it. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? Yeah. I said, oh, we, I grabbed it for you thinking it would be a 10 hour stay mm-hmm. with this mattress. Yeah. Yeah. 10. Grab it when you get home 12, from work. maybe. Yeah. And she just said, thank you so much. The next day mm-hmm. happens. And um, you're like, she didn't come. What's mm-hmm. going on? Give her yeah, a- because when you communicated with her via yeah. text, there was no, it was left like, oh, we'll get it tonight. Or I don't know how it was left on your text, but it the way said, you relayed it to oh, me. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Exclamation point. Maybe right then chime in <laughs> with, we're, we're out of town for five days. Exactly. They didn't do that. So next day, I follow up like, not trying to be passive aggressive, but being passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys, something about a mattress. I forget what I said. And she said, Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, we're not coming home till Tuesday. Maybe tell me that yesterday when we talked about your mattress. And I was like, Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, this thing's pretty intrusive. <laughs> and we don't have a lot of space. Yeah. I love our home, uh-huh. but we're, you know. We have just enough. There's, just not, enough a, there's to, not a lot of extra space. Yeah, can't really get around. If we had another person, it'd be very busy. And this isn't like, you know, a small envelope. Like, oh, we grabbed your, you know, there's a bill or a check or even a you know, small package. It looks like you got a book or something. No. Yeah. This thing was five feet tall, about two feet wide. Right. Like, a lot of cubic feet of space was taken up. Yeah. I mean, what? I know we sound petty. We do sound petty. We sound very, I was just It's the principle, though. Like, hey, hey, neighbor, by the way, going out of town for a week. Yeah, uh, you're good at that. I'm not. Also, might have a giant package delivered. (laughs) To my front Uh, I know that's uh, probably an inconvenience, but uh, if you don't mind grabbing that and hanging on. Because what are we supposed to do? Just leave it out there? Yeah. Like all week, right in front of her door. Well, like it, it's not an easy thing to steal, but eventually, I guarantee if that thing stayed out there for five days, somebody would have stolen it. Oh, 100%. Uh-huh. It just says, steal me on it, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Come on. Hey, hey, youths in this neighborhood, have a new bed. Why not? 
And I'm usually pretty good about uh, grabbing the neighbor's packages. You do very good. Because you get I, the trash cans. You take them back up. Yeah, I, I try to neighborhood be a watch. Because I'm sure this isn't much of a problem in certain parts of the country or certain parts of the world. I forget that we're international. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we are. We got three listeners in Australia. Woo! Um, what up? But in any American city or, you know, even suburbs... Uh, there's a trend now where people, what do they call them? Porch pirates. Oh, hey, that's what they call pirates. them? Yeah. Usually they hit around Christmas when people are, you know, because they know that a lot of the packages on porches around oh, right. Christmas are gifts. Right. But uh, still, people, you know, year round uh, in LA are jacking stuff off of people's front porches and stoops and stuff. So I'm pretty good about trying to grab packages for our neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, Except for one. Although, yeah, r- recently <laughs> I've, uh, I've kind of turned a blind eye to. One neighbor's packages, just because... Uh, I don't know what I did. I don't know what I did. There's nothing. I have been sweet. Look, mm-hmm. okay, I hate being in trouble. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, yes. <laughs> sometimes, yes, I just fib. I kind of know when I'm being the aggressor. Uh-huh. For example, the Starbucks straw lady. I was probably <laughs> the aggressor, mm-hmm. okay? Not great. Bad week. But, okay, neighbor's... That hate me, no idea. They have crossed the street multiple times mm-hmm. when they've seen me walk, yeah. Charlie. <laughs> they don't say hello to me. Mm-hmm. They avoid eye contact. Mm-hmm. They desperately don't like me. And, and they like you, and I hate that. Well, I don't think they like me. They I do. think they tolerate me. But um, my question is, based on what? Okay. Uh, what do we do? All, okay. all, I, all we do is get their packages and take their damn trash cans down and t- bring them up for them. I is, know. What, what, what's the problem there? Okay, here's the thing. Let let's let's rewind. Mm-hmm. We first moved in about a year ago. Oh, by the way, to the day today's really? our one year anniversary. Wow! Because we moved in uh, the 26th of January, the day Kobe Bryant died. I remember we were moving oh. in. I remember I was moving in a couch, and there was uh, just some random dude out front who was like, "Kobe Bryant just died." Oh I was shit! Like, oh shit! Really? And I, that was the day we we're moving in. So we've been here I as we're recording that. this. I was one going day. into World Market. Uh huh. And outside of a Buffalo Wings place, it was like Kobe Bryant. Real sad. Anyway. Okay. So these neighbors who we've never had a crossword with. No. And all we do is pick up their trash cans and pick up their mail. Very nice. So what the hell's the problem? Very nice. Also, okay, move in. About a couple months in, they're out in the front porch Mm -hmm. enjoying their day. Uh You know, cute. They have a dog. You know, mm-hmm. he's not as cute as Charlie, yeah. let's be honest. Well, what dog is? You know one. Um, and the the woman, we'll call her Minda. Um, <laughs> no good? Call her Lady and we'll call him Dude. Okay. Lady and Dude. Lady and Dude sitting out there. And Lady is very, very flamboyant and fun and mm-hmm. nice. And dude is as if a rain cloud took human form. Yeah. He's One a, of the most angry people. He's got the personality of a sweet potato. Yeah, real bad. And just scowling. Yeah. Uh, anyway. And who knows? Who knows what's up with him? Yeah, you know, maybe he he's may, having a bad year. I mean, we don't know. Like, <laughs> That's he may true. have. There's just no telling. We don't know them. We don't know yes. what he's dealing with, what they're dealing with. Yes. But that being said, but everybody's dealing with something, and it's not hard to just. Yeah. Plaster on a fake smile when you see your neighbor. You say hi, you mm-hmm. keep moving. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Keep on moving. Yeah, it's hi. not like we're knocking on the door wanting to hang out. Yeah, thank God. You know, to refresh Oof. my rules 
of being a good neighbor. Yeah. I'm here for small talk or emergencies, nothing in between. That's very true. Yeah. I grab your mail. I'll help you if your house is on fire. Other yeah. than that, let's let's just remain neighborly. True. Yeah. Not not necessarily friends. I love that. I'm all friended up. That's well, I'm not, but mm-hmm. I I just don't like neighbors, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. They just know me. Anyway, there's weirdness there mm-hmm. and we don't need to get into that. That's for Dr. Julie. Okay. Mm-hmm. So walk outside. They're eating some donuts. They have, you know, their puppy with them. And flamboyant lady says, hey, um, are you are you working right now? Or something asked her if I was working. I was like, oh, I'm just helping my dad. And she was like, do you, um, do you dog walk? Oh, yeah. Many months ago, she, Many she months. inquired if, you're, if you would walk their dog. Okay. I said yes, because I was open mm-hmm. to neighborly and, and some cash. Great. Uh-huh. So she was going to pay me. Wasn't it? Ten dollars a day. It was very small. It was not great. It was below the the going rate. Yeah, it was like for an hour. Okay. She wanted to you to a walk that dog for an hour. Hour. What the hell? No. So first time I called my friend Lou, who is the greatest dog walker ever and house sitter, and he said, "Oh shit." He said, <laughs> "Water spill." Um, that he charges. $30 for a half hour. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, shit. All right. 15. It was probably 15 That's what it was. For a half hour or an hour? For an hour. She wanted to pay you 15 bucks for an hour? Yes. No. So then it got weird because I got a key, but then I didn't want to at all go inside their house uh-huh. because they have stairs uh-huh. when you walk into the front door. So I don't need to go near there. Yeah. Okay? I yeah. don't need to go Just near Just open the door and, and holler for the dog, and the dog will run down the stairs, and boom. But freaking dog uh-huh. is not coming down. No. So I have to go up. That's the only thing I could think of because I'm sure they have nanny cams and all the stuff, which I get. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything. Yeah. I took their ugly, stupid dog on a walk. Sorry, mm-hmm. I love all dogs, but this one's weird. And mm-hmm. I have it as a villain in my head. So you think because you did less than an hour, that turned them off? I think that, or maybe they saw me in their apartment. Maybe they assume I took something. Saw you in your apartment. I don't they know. They gave you a key. They gave me a key. And then it was very weird because it just kind of tapered off. Like they didn't need yeah. me, but they weren't, I don't know. She kind of, it was just very willy-nilly. Also, if you're dissatisfied with your dog walking service, uh, keep in mind, you didn't solicit them. I didn't, you didn't no. knock on the door and hand them a flyer. No, you're not. not at all. You're not a dog walker. No, you don't I'm have not. a dog walking business. No, no. So they approached you. Yes. Hey, sure, I'll give it my best shot, it's especially since you're paying me about half the market rate. And you know, I gotta tell you, I do worry about the uh, <laughs> the psychology with that dog. I think that dog is picking up on the energy of the craziness that goes on. Huh. So here's what I noticed when I was in there. I did not snoop. Mm-hmm. Here's what I noticed. Uh-huh. Too big furniture. Too big a furniture for the space. Let's go ahead and talk that out. Yeah. Nope. Uh-uh. What do you mean? Like oh, too much or, or the too, pieces were too the big? Too big. They were almost touching each other. Mm-hmm. And, and it was a lot of hope. There's room for tomorrow quotes. Oh, those Lots generic of, wall like, art. Our happy place. But very much like a new beginning. <laughs> Don't look back. Yeah. <laughs> that going on so maybe i was marveling at that Mm -hmm. i wasn't doing anything else then i left Hmm. so that was the only thing 
I could think of that I did wrong. Also, I didn't do a full hour because, God damn, that dog sucks. Also, I was kind of mad. Yeah, I would have told her right then and there. Like, I'm not walking your dog for an hour. Yeah. I got shit to do. An hour? Especially for what you're paying an me. An hour. An hour. I don't walk oh. Charlie. We don't walk Charlie. We, we've rarely taken him on an hour-long walk. Yeah. I mean, ugh. You know, 15 minutes, that's plenty. But it happened quick. It yeah. happened, so it tapered off. We went on birthday vacation. Mm-hmm. She asked if I knew of a dog walker, yeah. which I found very weird. Yeah. <laughs> they did not know she I was there. She asked me that one time, too. She's like, hey, do you know anybody that walks dogs? And I want to be like, uh, Katie used to do that for you, correct? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, real, real weird. They reached out to me when we were out of town. I said, oh, my friend Lou mm-hmm. is watching the dog. I gave Lou the information. Watching our dog. I'm sorry, watching our yeah. dog. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> and nothing ever happened. He didn't reach out, or she reached out to him, but he didn't reach back. Something. Mm-hmm. But that's all I could think of. And it's like, well, that's not my fault. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hatred. Well. It's hatred, though. It's hatred in their eyes. Really? Yes. Male. <laughs> Just came in. <laughs> Seriously. Hatred. Hmm. Hatred. You've seen it. You've seen them cross the street. You've seen them cross the My street. My thing with that is <laughs> sometimes you have to take yourself out of the equation. For all we know, they could have been having an argument and didn't. You, you know what I'm saying? Like They're always arguing. Well, they do argue a lot. But what I'm a saying is that crossing the street could have had nothing to do with you. It could have been like, oh, we're in the middle of a fight. I don't want to see someone I know right now. I Let's agree. Let's just go the other way. I agree. Um, no, happened not just crossing, turning around, mm-hmm. turning around on the loop. You know, we do the loop mm-hmm. around the block. Everyone mm-hmm. does the dog loop. Mm-hmm. Turning around, seeing me and turning around. I know the world doesn't revolve around me, unfortunately. However, this is, this is a, a, you know, it's, it's kind of like a hate crime. I mean, I'm not going to go that far, but yeah, it's, it's pretty not. bad. It's pretty bad, boo. Oh, well. We'll live. Well, we do sound petty. We do sound petty mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and small. <laughs> this is our small self. Well, other than that, how was your week, boo? It's good. What you been up to? Oh, I've just been training. Yeah. You've been yeah. Working a lot. I've been I've been also doing, get this, mm-hmm. uh, some homework from my psychiatrist for ADHD people mm-hmm. called the ten minute something. I forget the name of it. But that makes sense because I'm ADHD. What? Okay, so ten minute task is my thing now. Okay. I have homework from my psychiatrist because I'm ADHD and mm-hmm. Here's what I have to do mm-hmm. because I have no concept of time. I did not realize that about myself. Really didn't. What do you mean? Okay. So I get really nervous if I have to sit and focus on something mm-hmm. because I just have my mind's going real fast. So I'm like, oh, I should go clean the kitchen or I should go do everything else. And that's called productive procrastination. Okay. So I just sit down and I have to do one task and I have to be very, very <laughs> planner oriented. And I set a timer for 10 minutes and I only do that thing. Okay. And I got to tell you, it's changing my life. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but I didn't realize how much I could get done in 10 minutes. So when you say you have no concept of time, like when you when you sit down to do a task, sometimes you don't know if three minutes has passed or 15 minutes has passed? No, it's more, I think, 
I think I get anxious at how long the task is going to be. Like if I'm very broad and like I am a broad, but if I'm broad in my goal, like, okay, I'm going to go clean the closet. Uh That's bad because then I'm setting myself up for failure because I'm like, how long is that going to take? Oh Mm -hmm. my God, I can't do it. But if I say I'm going to clean one drawer in my closet for 10 minutes, there you go. I did it. It's a sense of accomplishment. High confidence goes up, and boom, I got an organized drawer. There you go. Yeah. Right on. I know. I got some homework. And that's working out for you? I mean, I'm trying. Okay. (laughs) I have a very good sense of time. You uh, really do. Thanks to two former occupations. Uh, When I was a radio DJ, uh, old school, where you have to play the CD yourself. Now everything's just in the computer, and it all trips, and you don't really have to do anything. Uh, But working in radio as a DJ... Back then, I, I developed such a good. I knew when three minutes was. I knew when five, like because yeah. of the songs. So you put on a song. Most songs, on average, about three and a half minutes. So you know that you've got three and a half minutes before you got to do the next thing, whether it be go to a commercial, play another song, talk, whatever. So years of that just helped my like short term uh, depth of time. Like yeah. I just know, and also cooking, cooking. Oh. You know, like all right, it's, they want this steak medium rare. I'm going to have to cook this steak for four to five minutes, whatever. Like, you just know. So I, my internal clock is, is pretty accurate. Yeah, you really do. Yeah. You have a great sense of time. And I was about to say stand-up, too. Yeah, stand-up, stand absolutely. Stand-up, you yeah. have to know. Yeah, know when you – yeah, I, I've always hated that. Like, well, I didn't see the light. <laughs> well, even if you don't see the light, you kind of <laughs> have to know how long your set is. Yeah. I've had guys that are supposed to do five minutes. Well, this one guy did a guest spot on a show years ago. Supposed to do five minutes. He did 18. Whoa. And he said, I didn't, I never saw the light. I'm like, oh my God. Did you, when you were writing out your five minute set this afternoon, did, did you, <laughs> all the jokes you just did, you <laughs> thought notice? that that was five minutes, you idiot? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and being a cop, I'm assuming. Yeah. I mean, is time. Yeah, or- a little bit. What that did for me is uh, what's called orientation. Um, and that's a skill that's stuck with me even way after that is, uh, Orientation in the context of law enforcement is knowing where you're at, knowing where you need to get, and know how to, the quickest way to get there. Ooh. Like that's really one of the most important skills a cop has, and it's it's not glamorous, and but like knowing where you're at, knowing without GPS, without nothing. Like okay, I'm over on on this side of town. A call just went out. My buddy's getting his ass kicked by an angry mob. I got to know where he's at and the quickest route to get there. So that that's something that stuck with me. So oh yeah, knowing where you're at, knowing your surroundings, know how to get to places. You know, you're without. really good at that. You orient yourself. Yeah, and I try to teach quickly. that to you. Just we're all so dependent on GPS. GPS is great when it you're is. out of town. Um, GPS is great when you're in a town. People who use oh. GPS in the town that they live in. Jesus, that annoys me. I am You that need person. to know where you live here. You okay. don't know how to get around. No. I'm not talking about you. I'm just in, in in general. That annoys the shit out of me. Okay, here's my thing. Again, with the time, mm-hmm. I know exactly how long I'm going to be in that car mm-hmm. because of the GPS. Oh, hey, there's an accident. It reroutes me. I get that. So time. Is the whole thing here? I am really having an awakening. If you're using a GPS for the quickest route, okay, I'll overlook that. But I've 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 talked to friends in LA that don't know we'd be out at a club out somewhere at a yeah, show, yeah, club, no, at, at a comedy club or something, <laughs> and people who literally don't know how to get home. I'm like, yeah. this is the town you live in. You gotta know 
Like, I don't know. And that's, again, that's just yeah. the modern world. You know, know, we're so dependent on that stuff, but just basic common sense, you know. Listen, I struggle with that daily, <laughs> and I probably drive you crazy nah, with no, that. No, like I said before, you're very capable. <laughs> what uh, is, I feel like that's a dig. No, it's not a is dig. A it's dig? a compliment. Like, a capable of what? And it's not like, oh, you're capable for a girl. <laughs> no, that's a comp. Like, so many people are not capable. And Cap- I just, like, what do you mean by capable? Meaning you can get the pro- the problems that, that you face on a daily or weekly basis, the, the things that arise in everyday life, you know how to solve them without much assistance. Okay, yeah. Or You're not I helpless. Can, okay, we yeah. both have talked, we've talked about that yes. before. There's nothing more unattractive in a person than just being helpless. Like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, it's called learned helplessness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. But no, you're very capable. Like, you know. Well, thank you. I, I like feel that. like that's the, I don't know, maybe I'm just, I'm so self-critical, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, you're going to give me an insult. No. But I'm, uh, I'm capable, I always think, is like a sentence starter. Mm-hmm. So I'm capable of... You're capable of most anything that comes down your path. Yeah. And I like that. That's a great quality to have. Except for neighbors. You really can't. <laughs> I just can't figure that one out. But yeah, I, I do feel kind of <laughs> shitty because uh, that's what I was uh, alluding to earlier is that the certain neighbor, the neighbors you were just talking about that mm-hmm. for some reason don't like you, I no longer grab their packages off the stoop. Which is huge for you because you're all, I'm a man of principle. I well, am. I did cave the other day, and I grabbed them. Oh, that's but nice. But my instinct now is like, you're going to be mean to my boo? Then no more favors from me. Also, okay, if I did something, please tell me. I don't know what I fucking yeah. did. I'll apologize. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I love apologizing. <laughs> Very good at apologizing. <laughs> I've apologized my whole life for existing. Oh, went dark. Anyway, I'm good at it. And I'll say, oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm not as defensive. I'm working on those walls, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am defensive. Am I always defensive? No, you're not very defensive. It's okay. We don't need that. Anyway. No, you're doing great, boo. Thank you're, you. You're doing great. But I just, so tell me, hey, you know what kind of bothered me? Mm-hmm. The key you returned had tarnish on it. Whatever it is, <laughs> I'll say, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Hey, we think you stole some money. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Also, I think your husband is insane, and you guys have a toxic relationship. Sorry. Yeah, he's a, he's Maybe a they've overheard fella. me. He's a <laughs> Maybe they've dude. overheard me talking shit. That could be it. Well, nothing you're saying is not true. Yeah. Well, at least he's working on his garden yeah. up at the top of the garage. You know, it's maybe a blessing in disguise. Like, you know, you don't want to be too close to neighbors. Like, yeah, but everyone likes you on the, the whole block. Whole block likes you. I don't know what to say when you, you had a little kiki moment with like a few neighbors the other day, walking Charlie, oh, like yeah. your little father Sunday. Yeah. And you were like, oh, I ran into some neighbors. It was like a dog park. Mm-hmm. That sounds terrifying to me. Okay. I would awkwardly look at the ground and just say, ah. Got a couple of unhoused friends that I'm trying to, you yeah. know, be nice to. Help You're out a little bit. running for mayor, boo, and I'm proud of you. I, I, te- <laughs> I tell you what, you want to blow someone's mind, you ask a uh, homeless. I'm going to say homeless, and I don't mean any direct. I know is that bad now? Uh, well, I, I think you're supposed to say unhoused. Look, hmm. no, in, no ill intent. I'm calling them homeless. You want to blow a homeless person's mind? <laughs> a, you ask them their name. And B, you remember it the next time you see them. Aww. It blows their mind. I got two 
homeless friends. Got you Angela do. and I got Rodrigo. Yep. And uh, I always call them by their name, and they always look at me like, holy shit, how do you know my name? Yeah, Angela, like, the one that steals out of people's cars. Wow. Well, so. you, you sure about that? Positive. Okay. Positive. You don't trust me. No, it's not that Most I don't trust you. I just don't. Go. I'm just trying to give Angela the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> but you caught listen. her. You caught her checking someone's yes. door. Yes. Well, she's still. Unhoused. She's still in need. I understand. She's still, and I, I don't know why. No compassion. I don't know Ugh. why. Um, I don't know why, like, a, a homeless female gets me even more. Like, ah, uh, you know, because they're just so vulnerable out there. I don't so. know. She looks pretty tough. <laughs> she's, she's haggard. Yeah. Okay, I'm the worst. I'm the worst human ever. That's what this... Hey, welcome to the Katie Sucks <laughs> Podcast. I hate everyone, but no. I seem nice. Nah, you're doing great, boo. Oh, Lord. Good to see you. Good to see you. <laughs> this is the Stonebergs Podcast. I'm Dave Stone. I'm Katie Strandberg. Together we are the Stonebergs. Ooh, get up. 562-548-2012. In that order. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, if you haven't already, create new contact. Put us in your phone. Yeah. We're here for you 24-7. And you could choose whatever picture as our, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. thing. It could be anything. It could be a picture of Charlie. Could oh, Charlie a- had a big day. Char- oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You guys had a little bonding. No, no. He had a big day today. Oh, today. He went to the vet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As he he like told it. me this morning that he didn't want to go to the vegetarian. <laughs> I don't want to go to vegetarian. <laughs> Well, he gets so excited Mm -hmm. to go out because I'm the world's worst dog mom. And he knew we were pulling into the parking lot. And you oh, just really? Saw him. Oh, yeah. He remembered where it's yep. at? Yep, tail went in between his legs. Oh. Started just, no, did not yeah. want to get out of the car. Had to pick him up. Tried to scurry away. <sighs> and What'd he they was do shaking. Uh, rabies shots, a bunch of shots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so behind on his shots. Are that, we really? Yeah, I don't know what happened. Here's what happened. Mm-hmm. I overlooked it. All the emails were going to my spam, uh, so I didn't really. Yeah. I was just like, "He's fine." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the other day we had a Father Sunday. I was so jealous. Went to the park. How was it? Oh, it's great. Went to that beautiful park over in San Pedro, oh my uh, gosh. Point Furman Park. It butts up to the ocean. Oh, oh it's so, so pretty. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. So Did yeah, he smell everything. Smelled everything. Oh, I love him. And he went to a couple record stores with me. He had to stay in the car. I don't bring him into the stores. But okay, when he stays in the car, does he like have a full on meltdown with you? No, he's he's pretty good. He does pretty well. I got a little bowl in the in the glove box. I keep I keep a little bowl and a glass of uh, a uh, bottle of water. Oh. So you know, obviously, I crack the windows. I Aww. put the little bowl out. Put a little water in there. Uh, I th- what I do need though is I need to get a uh, a blanket or something for, oh, the, for right. the car because yeah. he loves to to nuzzle up on a blanket and he didn't have that and he was just like I feel naked. <laughs> well, you don't let him sit on your lap, yeah, which is probably safer. Yeah, yeah you probably shouldn't. <laughs> I, that's one thing I need to. But it's my therapy dog, uh-huh. so if you have a therapy dog, you can do that. I think is that a rule? Yeah, I don't know what the uh, what the legal thing is, but regardless of the legality of it, you don't need him in your lap while you're trying to operate a vehicle. Well, especially since the vet told uh, me today, he is hefty. He's, a, he's, he's hefty. He's a thick boy. He's 15 pounds, and he should be 10, said Dr. Singer. He's 50% overweight. <laughs> and he asked me, well, what are you feeding him? And I was like, puppy food still because he doesn't like regular food. He's supposed to be 10, and he's 15. Yeah. Mm. And he said puppy food is the worst. Oh. 
and I've been basically poisoning him. So he's still on puppy food. Yeah. Do you you knew it was puppy food? Yeah, but well, I tried to give him adult food, and he didn't like it. Well, and apparently the food we get him was recalled or whatever. Anyway, we are on a new track, though, Boo. We got the expensive fancy food. We're gonna we're gonna make him skinny. I'm body positive. An- <laughs> I'm morbidly obese. Oh, and Truman and Harvey, they haven't seen a vet in a while as well. Have they not? No, oh, man. Uh, I'm not good at that. That's why I don't have kids. Hello? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like appointments, and yeah. but I'm going to get good at it. It's a lot to keep up with. I can do it. 9 to 9, 10. I'm going to look up vet stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Should we grab some calls? Yes. Let's get into it. Again, 562-548-2012. Give us a call anytime, 24-7. Leave a voicemail. And uh, more than likely, we will respond. Yeah. Uh, let's see what we got on the burner here. Hey, Dave. Hey, Katie. Sorry my last call got cut out again. Uh, it's Matt up in Syracuse. I just wanted to let you know that things are going well with Tori. And my question, as I was trying to allude to in my last voice message, was, uh, you know, I stay in touch with my ex once in a while just as a catch-up. And for me, it's a, just a little therapeutic way of getting over that long relationship and moving on to my new one. And, you know, Tori respects it, but I can tell she doesn't like it. And my question for you is like, what's the boundaries or, you know, recommendations for keeping in touch as casually as possible with an ex partner? You know, I have no like ideas of getting back together with my ex. Like Tori's way too great for me to want to give her up or, do anything to lose her. So, you know, any advice you can give or any insights, I'd appreciate very much. And, you know, hope you guys are both doing well and looking forward to hearing the show again. Matt from Syracuse, buddy. Thanks for checking in. Oh, Matt. Thank you. Checking in with the ex, huh? Oh. What do you think about that, boo? Well, I think I just made it clear. <laughs> uh, okay, Matt. Hi. I think you're lovely. I know you've called. I'm glad that you and Tori are doing well. Okay. No. No, 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 no. No, no. You don't get exes. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry. You don't get exes. Okay? <laughs> get rid of them. It is just like purging anything in your life. You're never going to get over it. And by the way, if I was Tori, I would be chewing my tongue off Mm -hmm. being so angry. She's so cool. What a cool lady. Because I would be like, I hate you. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm a psychopath. Well, this is a tough one. I mean, I think in terms of relationships, I think you always have to adhere to the golden rule. Treat others how you would like to be treated. Meaning, Ugh. Matt, <laughs> what if, does Tori keep in touch with her ex? Ooh. And if she did, hypothetically, how would you feel about that? My point with exes is, like, I understand that some people can do it. Some people, because, and, and I get it. Like, you spent X amount of time, sometimes years, sometimes maybe decades with this person. Even if it goes south and you guys break up, you still care about like you care about them as a human like i i hope the best for you best wishes i I hope you know moving (laughs) forward i hope you have a great life but my point is what's the point what what, there is no point what is the point with i i don't keep in contact 
with exes. Good answer. I, I don't. I uh, I had a gal. Uh, I I think we've talked about this on this show, but I was with a gal for nine years, and we when we finally broke up and, and split up, like we would keep in touch, like. For the first few years, I think she would wish me a Merry Christmas or something. You know, on Christmas Eve, I'd get a Facebook yeah. message or, you know, or, or like she she contacted me when one of our cats died. That's fine, you know. Like, okay, cool, thanks for letting me know. But, like, there was no, on both parties, there was, even when I was single, especially now, but there was never any, like, mm-hmm. insinuation of, like, maybe we should start hanging out. You know, well, and that took care of itself in my situation because I moved to the other side of the continent, so that was never really an issue. But, like, what's the point? No, there is no point. No. No, 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 no. I know that some people can do it. And I know that some people would say, well, the (laughs) point is, this is a person I cared about, and even though we're not together, I I still wish them the best. But, yeah. But you broke up. Yeah, I, I don't really see much of a point of... I mean, it'd be nice... If the real world was like Seinfeld, Jerry and Elaine used to date, and then they became best platonic, platonic friends. That. But even every single girlfriend of Jerry's, that bothered them. Yeah, yeah. Which is, okay, so here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. I don't like Miss, uh, you know, Matt's ex being like, oh, this is okay too, because guess what? You're you're stringing somebody along, even if you don't think so. Even mm-hmm. if you guys are like, we're just friends, blah, 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 bigger persons, whatever. You guys had a connection, an intimate one, and I just don't... That changes the rules. Mm-hmm. You are no longer friends. Mm-hmm. You are ex-partners, and you... If you're the one that got broken up with, I know it's hard to let go. Mm-hmm. Being, I've been broken up with many a time, and it is hard to let go. Bunch of idiots. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Bill. Yeah, no, they probably were right. That was insane. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, but if I did the breaking up with, I am mindful of letting go. Like, mm-hmm. you have to shut that door. Yes, it hurts, and you made that decision. So, no, don't be mean to that person mm-hmm. because you're giving them hope. You don't know what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. They could be like, hey, he doesn't yeah. really care about this new girl. I want to have him on my back burner. Blah, blah, blah. I I just listen, Matt. I grew up with two sisters. Okay, there we. I can see through this a mile away. I am not smart at anything, but this. Very good at sniffing out crazy. Not that she's crazy. I'm just saying, girl rules. Yeah, very good. So. Okay, but why? I mean, the only time I could see maybe the exception is if it you had like let's say. You're a Fleetwood Mac. You're in a band together. Okay. And neither one of you wants to quit the band, then we're going to figure out how to coexist moving forward. You know, if it's like a work situation or some sort of collaboration where like, hey, neither one of us. If, if you not, have kids. Yeah, if you, you obviously kids. if you have kids. If you have kids, that's different. okay. Yeah, but you, even then, you don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah. Be, but for the sake of the kids, it's you got to be civil. Co-parent yeah. or whatever. Okay. That is a whole different can of worms. But if there's no kids involved... And there's no, like, collaboration, like you don't co-own a business together. Even that, eventually, you might have to change something. But my point is, what, what's the point, you know? What, like, if I want, hypothetically, if I oh want Lord. to keep in touch with my ex, what's the point? Well, what, first of all, what, it just what, makes me a jealous psychopath. Exactly. Why do that to your current partner? And even if your current partner is saying, I'm cool with it, it's cool. No, she's not. She's not? I love you, Tori. No, you're not. 
Because in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, well, I'll, I'll fucking talk to my ex. Mm-hmm. Why not? All right. I shut that door, but I'll leave it open. Then you're open. It's messy. Mm-hmm. You got to shut doors. And also, why are you, what need is this ex fulfilling for you? Mm-hmm. Because there's something you're not getting or opening up to Tori about. Mm-hmm. So that's a conversation. Hey, I know this is weird. I still feel connected in this way. Have those awkward conversations Uh because she could probably be feeling the same thing. And then you guys are talking about it. Secrets. I I don't know. No, no, nobody. No, no, no. I mean, I know the adult and mature thing is is to say, yeah, y'all can coexist. But like in reality, that's funny. You need not exist to me. You never existed. After we break up, <laughs> I don't want to know about you. I don't need to know anything. Good for you. Good luck. But you, I also want to win because guess what? I'm a small, small person mm-hmm. and I want to win at life. Like, hey, I'm winning. What if, okay, I didn't even think about this really until this moment. But speaking of my ex, when she and I got together, uh, her ex, we, we all were in the same circle of friends Ooh. with her ex. And I didn't really mind it just because I was young and confident. and But she was still friends with her ex. But it was, I don't know how to describe this. It The circle was so small and so tight that it was like, okay, if you do it, if you have any feelings for your ex, this guy, uh, his name was Matt, and he was a nice guy. He was a friend of mine because we all worked together. Okay. We worked at a, at, a, at a restaurant together. Oh, yeah. But it was uh, that case, it really honestly didn't bother me because I was like, I'm Dave Stone. I'm cool. Like, <laughs> fuck this guy. Like, like I know that's not the right approach either. But I was just, I was very confident and very secure that like, sure. And I felt, I felt wrong by like, I, I never, it never entered my mind to be like, to give her an ultimatum. To give her a mandate. Like, no, you, if we're going to be together, you can't talk to Matt. Yeah, I understand I was like, that. hey, you and Matt, as long as I trust you, if you're telling me that there's no more feelings and, and you don't do anything, you know, that, sure. Did I, they I, hang out alone? I don't think they hang out alone. They hung out alone much. Okay. But it, it was like one big circle of friends, and now I'm dating her, and he's not. And, they, they, and he had a new girlfriend, so I think that made it a little easier, too. Then right. she was friends with her with his new girlfriend. Weird, but oh, it, it, no, I mean, and it guys, never really yeah. was a problem. It really wasn't because it was just like, all right, I'm gonna give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Like you know, now as soon as I sniff out, as soon as I detect any type of, you know, tomfoolery going on, then we got a new problem. But that never was the case. But I don't know. I just think that. W- but my point is, with that, the excuse was well. We're all in the same circle of friends. You know, we, it's no one's position to just excommunicate somebody from the circle of friends. But if you're not in the circle of friends, if it's just like a one-on-one contact, like I have my own life now, you have your own life now, but yet we're still in communication, that's a little suspect, don't you think? Yeah, because you're leaving that door open. I think it's so... Okay, here's the thing. Human mind... Uh, there's only so much room. We only can focus on a certain amount of things. So you're leaving this door open to, and I wrote this down, be therapeutic. It's mm-hmm. a way of moving on. There's no way you're going to move on. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, my God. If I remember when I was, okay, this is, you're basically grieving a loss. You're mm-hmm. grieving a loss of that person in your life. 
I don't know if you're thinking back to that time and thinking, you know, oh, my life was better or whatever, or, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is you're connected to that you're getting out of this friendship, Mm -hmm. but you're never going to move on if you continue it. And also putting... Oh, the children. They're home. Anyway, uh, I lost my train of thought. You're never going to move on. You're never going to move on. You're picking out a scab. Mm -hmm. Look, I can talk shit on a trash can person in my life, and I could replay the movie over Mm. and over again, and I could say, oh, I miss our days when we would watch the Kardashians and blah, blah. But really, no, they weren't those great of days. That season was great for us. Maybe we'll have another season in the future, but eh, I'm good for now. Just look at the context of it. If you're remembering, oh, this time was so great, well, also, present day, time's not so great. There's a fucking global pandemic. Mm -hmm. That's not Tori's fault. Mm -hmm. There's all this stuff around you. And I think, again, just being open and really asking Tori, and look, Tori, you're probably a saint, and you're good with this, and you're, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a jealous person Mm -hmm. because that's something I have to work on. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. However... I don't know. If you are a bigger person, if it's a friend group, I don't know. But I'm like, well, who are we? Saved by the bell cast? No. No. You're older. No. No more friends. <laughs> no, no more friends. No. But no more hanging out with the old gang because mm-hmm. guess what? No, they're going to sneak in. There is some feelings there still. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you, had, have you ever had an ex try to get back, not get back with you, but like uh, reconnect as friends? Yes. How'd that work? Not great. No? No. Because yeah. the door... I mean, he misread the signals and then got mad because he thought I cheated on him, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't because we weren't together. Long story short... Is this the guy you were with right before me? Yeah. Uh-huh. And that was just... Yeah. It was hard. Yeah. Uh, Beat it, putts. Yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> Mr. I wear lifts in my shoes because I don't like that you're tall. What? Yep. What? No. Yep. No. Yep. He was a tall shamer. No. And us talls, listen, he wore tall lifts ladies. In his shoes. I yes. love that you're tall. Thank you. It doesn't bother me one bit that you're taller than me. I love that. See? Because you have confidence. Mm-hmm. You really do. I need to take notes. Good. <laughs> that doesn't Good. bother me. I think that's. I think it's rad that you're yeah. so tall. I love that you're he not as tall as me. lifts in his yeah. shoes. Oh, that's so lame. He would get like high shoes, like dress up shoes, and then put lifts in them. So it would give him like two oh, or three inches. That's so lame. That's right up there with a dude dyeing his beard. Ooh. Dudes that dye their beards, fuck off. Yeah. You have a whole. Okay. Ugh. Do you want to unpack that or. It no, just it bothers just, you. Yeah, it's just lame. <laughs> just you're like, no, that was it. Just little dorks, man. Have some fucking confidence. Have some. Yeah. Be secure in who you are. Uh, or if you're gonna diet, have fun with it. Do a rainbow. Do something weird. Oh my god. I'm okay with that. Are you okay with like colors and weird? Yeah, but that's that's, that's a whole different. Okay, ballgame. we can't. Yeah. Okay. He wore lifts in his shoes. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you're like super short, I'm not gonna judge you for that. I know, you know. If you're Five foot one, I know that's a tough no, life, maybe. No, he wasn't even that short. Yeah. Yeah, he's like 5'9". I'm like a 1,000 feet. I get it. But, it, uh, oh, man. and I hate that because then I have to wear flats. I'm forced to wear flats. I mean, I don't wear high heels, but, like, if I wanted to, 
get on board. Remember when I put high heels on and I almost like hit the ceiling here? Yeah. Because <laughs> I can't walk Man, in high, high heels. heels. You're like 6'2". Ooh, I'm tall. I like it though. I like the show. It's fun. I get to look above everyone. Never once has it bothered me. Well, thank you. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, I don't anyway, know. Anyway, I don't mean to be yeah, harsh. Yeah, I think this I'm is the sorry. first time. I think this is the first time that we both just hard no on the uh, caller's uh, uh, dilemma there. Because like, hard you're... disagree. Okay. But no, no. In reality, okay. If if both of you, or, or if all three parties, okay, are mature enough mm. and, and 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 secure enough, then do they work together? Like, what's they, the then, common interest then? Then go ahead. But my point is, what's the point? Yeah. I got enough friends. Yeah. You know, what's the point? Yeah. No, and I know this is vulgar, but uh, this is a line from Sex and the City, and I'm butchering it, but. Uh, <laughs> Miranda says, if you've been inside me, we're not friends. Like after, <laughs> It's true. It's like we're not friends anymore. Nope, yeah. nope, 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 nope. Which one's Miranda? That's the uh, Cynthia Nixon, okay, the red hair. Okay, the red head, yeah. Yeah, but it's true. Yeah. Because where does that love go? Guess what? It was in that season. You're no longer that person. Cut it off because now you're like opening it up and like, remember when? Ooh, and you'll And you'll romanticize it? No. Move on. Move on.org. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe Matt's just more evolved. Maybe he you know? is. I, I am I a very small person. Yeah. I and by the way, ladies. Shit talk that, you the, know. The one, one person that's a lady <laughs> listening. Um, I'm the worst. So know that I'm saying this from my perspective and my experience. Mm-hmm. If you are an evolved being and it really, and, and confident and everyone loved you growing up, you are awesome and good for you. As a small-minded re... Not going to say that word. As a small-minded person, myself, who I'm trying to get better, uh, no. No, 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 no. No, no. No? Nope. (laughs) Sorry, Matt. But I'm glad you're doing well. Good luck, man. And, yeah. Just rip it off. Rip that Band-Aid off. I mean, if you... Or go back together. Sorry. If If it's... No, I mean, we... Oh, sorry. If... if, If it's cool with Tori and every all parties involved are mature and cool about it, then you know, do your thing. But uh, Tori's it, a saint. If it's cool a, with her, she's a saint. In just a generic sense, uh, you know, yeah. Golden rule. I wouldn't be super okay with it if you were buddies with one of your exes, and I know no. you wouldn't. No. So, but maybe, yeah. I don't know, guys. <laughs> we are Good silly. luck, man. All right, man. <laughs> Let's see what else we got. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is uh, Stephen from uh, Southern Utah, lifelong resident. Uh, I was uh, listening to your last podcast about your story about getting pulled over in beautiful St. George, uh, a place I used to live for over 12 years. And in my time in St. George, I, too, had been pulled over probably at least half a dozen times with not stopping long enough at a stop sign. And it was always very early in the morning. I had a 5 a.m. shift, so I'd leave my house about 4.30. And sure enough, get popped. The guy would, you know, look around, kind of get my ID, talk to me for a second, and let me on my way every time. And uh asked a buddy of mine who works for a neighboring uh, department, I mean, what, what's the deal with that? And uh, that was his excuse was, a, or the way he explained it was, it was a probable cause thing to basically try to get people early in the morning for morning after DUIs if you've been partying too hard the night before they're trying to bug bust you and uh they kind of sniff around smell something then they had a reason to pull you over and um and i guess now that utah's 
down to .05 as the legal limit. I guess it's worse than ever. But anyway, love the show, uh, like what you guys are doing, and uh, keep up the good work. And if you're ever in southern Utah again, stop in for a beer. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Steven, thanks for checking in, buddy. Thanks, Steven. .05 is the legal limit in Utah? Oh, God. That's like one beer. <laughs> I would have died. I would have been in jail for years. .08, which is most most states, is is a bit. That's pushing. <laughs> like, I I can do any. I can. Not that I do. I, I seriously, I don't ever mess around with dr- drinking and driving, especially now that you got Uber and Lyft and stuff. But come on, point oh eight is okay. most most people are fine with a point oh eight. Point oh five, get out of here, you, Utah. Ugh. I mean, that used to just be my resting <laughs> self. Point oh five. Another point, real quick, about my license suspension. Uh, hey, thanks for having my back, California. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I got charged with a crime in Utah that isn't a crime in California. So, okay, if Utah wants to suspend my driving privileges in Utah, then sure, flex that muscle. Who gives a shit? But for California to suspend me, what do they care about Utah's archaic laws? That's very true. I got charged for a thing in Utah that's legal in California. Sure, in the middle of a pandemic and an economic crisis, let's make it harder on people. Yeah. When Utah called to tell on me to California, that's what I don't understand. I got I got busted in Utah. Utah suspends my license. So you can't drive in Utah. I can't. Okay. No, no, no. No, no. Oh. No, no, no. That's my point. I got busted in Utah. Utah suspends my license. Then they call California and they go, hey, just so y'all know, we suspended Dave Stone's license. And California's like, oh, good to know. We'll suspend it too. Is that a thing? No, that's well, exactly what happened. I know what, what happened. happened, but that's crazy. Ca- when Utah called California to tell on me, California should have just rolled their eyes and said, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, I get like, okay, you got busted in Utah. You can't drive in Utah anymore. But what gall <laughs> to for California to then <laughs> suspend my license for a charge that is legal in California? No, it's... That's some bureaucratic bullshit right there. Boo, I'm concerned. Do you do you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. And no, you're correct. Like I, just say, oh, you can't drive in Utah for six months. Oh, oh darn shit. But why six months too? That yeah, what seemed is that? very mm-hmm. long for a gummy? But that blows my mind that California what California should just roll their eyes and be like, yeah, whatever. We're not going to suspend his license in California. You know why? Because fucking weed gummy bears are legal in California. That's true. Thanks, Utah. Like, what if you had, oh, I have a question. Does Utah, I'm sure it doesn't, but if you have a medical card. Had I had a current medical card, the cop told me that I would have been fine. Ah! But I said, you know why I don't have a current <laughs> medical card? Because it's fucking legal statewide across the board. <laughs> well, I anyway. don't. I don't know. I don't want no. I don't know much about Utah, except I do know that the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is spicy and get into it. Okay. But like I said last week, I'm convinced that the, that that officer just saw an out of state plate because, again, to refresh, I'm in a par- I'm in a gas station parking lot. All right. I'm, I'm I get gas, then I go park, and while I'm parking, I'm like looking up my hotel, looking up my route, doing some stuff. Then I'm ready to go. I put it in reverse. I look behind me, there's a cop. And I wave at him like, you can go. And he waves at me like, no, you can go. And I'm like, okay, sure, I'll go. I got nothing, you know. Right. 
then he says, I didn't stop it. I said, why would I run a stop sign when I knew you were, I said, did you see me wave at you? He goes, yeah. I said, why would I run a stop sign when I, we acknowledged each other? Nothing. He's like, well, you didn't come to a complete stop. I was like, yeah, if you want to put it under a fucking slow-mo microscope, yeah, maybe my wheel didn't come to a complete stop. But come on, dude, I stopped. Yeah, and you waved them. You gave them Here's the other thing. There was a car coming. I yielded to an oncoming car. So I yielded to him, thought that I I stopped about 99%, and then I proceeded, and he just immediately lit me up. You didn't come to a complete stop. Holy fucking shit. Or did you just see an out-of-state plate and thought that you could do a little fundraising because I'm not going to fight the ticket and come back and go to court? That's exactly what the fuck it was. Anyway. Fucking .05 in Utah. That's awful. That's awful. When I was a cop, that's the the thing. Here's the problem. In theory, a cop needs probable cause to stop you, meaning they have to articulate that you broke the law somehow. There's another thing called articulable suspicion, which is where you don't technically have to break the law, but they can articulate that you might have been involved in a crime. Anyway. My point is, uh, when I was a cop, when I was in the training academy, the police academy, we had some, uh, every day we'd have like new teachers and new speakers would come in and teach us, this guy's going to teach you about crime scene investigation. Mm -hmm. This guy's going to teach you about traffic law. So every day was a new thing. Uh, I remember one time we were talking traffic law and we had this guy's like, there ain't a car on the road that I can't legally stop. Meaning, like, every car you can find some legal reason to stop them. Ah. And I was like, is that true? <laughs> like, what if all their lights work? What if the tag is up to date? What if they're not swerving? What if they're not speeding? How we get... But he's like, there ain't a car on the roadway that I can't legally find a probable cause to stop. I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> like, All right. Fun. Again, that's awful. Yeah. Oh, and that's what they do all the time. And I'm proud to say that I never fucked around with it. I don't know if I've said this on this podcast. I'm proud to say in my four and a half years as a police officer, never made one bullshit marijuana arrest. Good job, boo. Never made a fucking weed arrest. I'm proud of you. Good. Because yeah. it's medicine. Yeah. Listen. Well, it wasn't. It was illegal back oh. then. But my point was... <laughs> The ex that I was speaking about earlier was a huge pothead. Oh, I did. <laughs> While I was a cop. And I, I didn't smoke back then, but I was oh. like, how in the hell can I bust somebody for weed when my right. girlfriend, whom I live with, is a huge pothead, smokes weed every day? So, I, like, it almost got me in trouble. There were times where I cut people loose and, like, my sergeant was on scene. He's like, why didn't, why? We called it hooking them. Why aren't you hooking that person? Yeah. Like, eh, I'm cutting them a break. And they're like, meh. Like, Aww. it's like, if you want to charge them and do the paperwork, you can, but I'm, I'm going to cut this dude a break. I cut everybody a break. Aww, Seriously, I, no, so no hyperbole. I'm proud In of four you. and a half years, I did not make one marijuana related arrest. Good how, job. how could I sleep at night? No, you couldn't. You know? You couldn't but, yeah, and you wouldn't. My point is, cops pull people over all the time for absolute bullshit probable cause. And the thing is, they're sniffing around. Hey, I'm going to stop. Even though this guy really didn't do anything wrong, I'm going to say. The, the easiest one was, uh, yeah, I stopped you because you tapped that center line a little bit. You're, you're weaving just a little. Oh. How's this guy going to prove that he didn't? 
You know Good what I'm point. saying? Yeah. I'm just 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 stop you because you you tap that center line just a little bit. It's gonna stop you. Make sure you're not drinking. And while you're doing that, you're gonna run his license. Maybe he's got a warrant. You're gonna run oh, the tag. God. Maybe the car's stolen or expired. Oh, God. Maybe maybe you smell pot. Maybe you know whatever. So they stop people for absolute bullshit reasons, and then snoop around and hope you can get a bigger charge on this driver. So. Anyway, yeah, oh, fucking Utah. Boy. Utah, I guess, too, is the same state. Uh, I don't know the exact, but uh, beer, the um, the oh. beer, the beer is uh, is weaker. Lower, the AB, what is it? Lower al- alcohol content yeah. in, in beer, it, just in Utah. Oh. Like Budweiser and all the people have to, like, make a special batch. Yeah. So Utah. I had a friend of I'll mine. I'll bite my tongue with, a, I'll bite my tongue Yeah, I had a friend that was almost like a sister. To me, who moved to Utah mm-hmm. <laughs> to to not drink, which actually worked a little bit. Then I don't know, not great. Anywho, oh Utah, you. Thanks weirdos. for checking in, Stephen. Okay. Yeah, look out for those point oh five. Here's the other thing: like church and state. Just because your state is founded on ridiculous religious archaic beliefs you gotta force yeah. that on all your residents all your citizens i mean it's basically a country club a dry country club that's how i see utah Fuck, man. yeah real weird <laughs> but steven you sound lovely and so i don't mean to shit on your state <laughs> but well done utah. good mountains I good my, mountains yeah oh it's a beautiful state it's yeah. a beautiful state moab and the arches and oh it's absolutely beautiful but Oh boy, the, the, when when religion has such a grasp on the law in a certain uh, state, like ugh, yeah, real gross. This is how we. Not everybody, even the. Nah, don't get me started on church and state. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> let's keep it. Let's keep it moving, but let's keep it moving. Uh, I guess we should land this plane. We're gonna land it, everybody. Sit down and buckle up. But you got any word of mouth this week? <laughs> I do. Okay. Guys. Is it what I think you're going to say? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. You know me in thrillers. Mm-hmm. And you know me and, and loving a rom-com. And you know me and loving a strong female character. Mm-hmm. Boom. Hey, mix it all together. You get a promising young woman. Promising. Out. No, oh, there's no A. I, I thought that, too. A. Yeah, I thought okay. that, too. But it's just promising you, young woman. Oh. New movie. New movie. Okay. What's her name? Carrie Mulligan? Is Carrie, it Carrie Mulligan, yeah. and Her, she's, her character's name's Cassie. Cassie's her character. Get, yeah, the actor Carrie is Carrie Mulligan. Mulligan. And Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham. Is in it as well. <laughs> but, oh my God. the, the We can't it. even talk about it. We, we watched it twice. Watched it twice, guys. <laughs> and I was obsessed with it. And I'm still obsessed with it. And I'm looking at the interviews. And we even, <laughs> there's like little scenes where we're like, I wonder what that means. I uh, wonder what, like the writing, everything. Ugh. Wonderful. Yeah. Can't say enough about it. It's $20 to rent. Listen, that's a lot. I understand, but we watched it twice, so that's 10 bucks a pop. And you also, made a great point. Like, when's the last time we bought a movie ticket? We haven't bought a movie ticket. Yeah, over a year. Mm. So, yeah, it was like our movie. It was like a fun night, and man, it delivered. Delivered. It's one of the most entertaining movies I've seen in a long time. Oh, so good. It was excellent. So good. The supporting cast is great. Oh. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge is in it. Lauren Cox. Uh, which one is she? Um, Lauren Cox. From Orange is the New Black. Oh, the, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, trans. Trans yeah, lady. Trans lady. Yeah. Yeah. She was awesome. She was amazing. Um, I forgot the guy's name, but the, um, 
this guy's been around forever. The uh, the asshole prison guard in Shawshank. Oh yes, he plays her dad. Jennifer Coolidge plays her mom. Oh, Jennifer Coolidge. There was one of the funniest. Li- Can we say a funny line or no? no? I, okay. I actually cut that out okay. of the Boogie Monster episode just because it, it, I'm spoiling a joke. It's yeah. a great joke, but I don't want to spoil it for the listeners. If improv was an Olympic sport, she would have the gold medal. Mm. Amazing, yeah, just she's great. perfect. I don't think they utilized her enough. To Not be enough, honest, yeah. But she's so great. And all those Christopher Guest movies. Oh my gosh. That, which one is it? Is it? Uh, I think it's Home for Porum, <laughs> where she's got the. Uh, she's the producer of that movie, and she's oh, yeah. married to this like ninety-five-year-old dude. <laughs> And she's like, um, we have, we both have so much in common. We both love soup. Oh my god! We both love talking and not talking. <laughs> and he's just sitting there. You know, we staring. can talk or not talk for hours. <laughs> like she's funny. Uh, Stifler's mom. If yes. you don't know who we're talking and about, and her in, and Jane Lynch life. in Best oh, in oh, Show. Oh, Best in Show. Oh my god! Oh my god! So great. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. She's great. So, yeah, Promising um, Young Woman, guys. Yeah, uh, Bo Burnham, uh, Carrie Mulligan, uh, Jennifer Coolidge. Uh, who else? Uh, oh, the uh, there's, a, there's a couple of little cameos. Sam uh, Richardson. Yeah, that guy. Uh, the uh, McLovin from Superbad. Oh, he plays man. a real scumbag. Yep. Um, and Adam Brody? Adam Brody. Okay, yeah. From the smash hit The O.C., I which was on one. Fox. Uh-huh. And, oh, boy, was it the Beverly Hills 90210 of my time. But it's, it's a wild ride. Yeah. And it's, um, I don't, we got to be careful. Uh, I, I know, don't spoil you can't. <sighs> but it's, um, it keeps you on your toes. You think you're, you start off and you're like, oh, I know what this movie is. And then it changes and you're like, oh, it's this movie. And then it changes back. You're like, no, it's not that movie. It's this movie. And, and visually, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's like, it just... It, it's uh, it's almost like uh, in that interview, Visual Who's Candy. Who's the director? Emerald somebody. Emerald something. First uh, time director. First time director, first time writer. Hello. Guys, get into it. Get into it. If I had 20s to give, I would. I mean, it, it's worth the $20. I kind Wednesday. of want to watch it again. No, it's really Katie. Good. No, no, yes, uh, maybe. Real quick, I have a word of mouth as well. Yes. Uh, watched a great documentary the other day uh, simply called MLK slash FBI. Mm-hmm. And it's about, uh, as you can imagine by the title, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. and his, uh, invo- not his involvement, but the FBI's involvement with his life. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's so insane. Really? Like how they fucking, the FBI, uh, J. Edgar Hoover, what a fucking piece of shit he was. Uh, they labeled him the most dangerous black man in America. What? Why did he storm the Capitol? Did he make pipe bombs? Did he make threats? No, it's just a guy who wanted black people to be treated equally. Oh He's the most dangerous man in America. It, it's a great documentary. It's brand new. Um, Did uh, you rent it? Yeah, I rented it. It was, okay. it was on Apple. Uh, it's really good. It just talks about basically how the FBI just totally tried to fuck him over. Uh, they were doing surveillance on him. The story came out. This is not news. This is, you know, people know. But, oh, MLK... Oh yeah, he was he 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 struggled with infidelity. Okay, I'll put it that way. But they tried to use that. They they wiretapped his home. Oh, they God. did surveillance. Uh, most dangerous black man in America simply because he wanted civil rights and basic human rights for for his people. Um, oh. Really, oh, 
really an eye-opening thing. But great documentary, just simply called MLK FBI. Uh, if you're into MLK and, and history and stuff, um, I loved it. Great documentary. And just, I know a lot about MLK, um, but there's still so much I didn't know. Uh, Atlanta guy. Talk about Aww. talk about hometown hero. Oh, yeah. Oh, and also, shout out to uh, Hammer and Hank Aaron, passed away this week. Aww. Talk about two hometown heroes. That it, oh, Atlanta claims Hank Aaron and Martin Luther King Jr. Like, and the girl that wrote Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Uh, what's, what was Is her she name? from there? Um, I think she's from uh, Margaret Mitchell. Yeah, Margaret yes. Mitchell wrote that. Um, oh. But yeah, anyway, so rest in peace, Hank Aaron. But yeah, MLK FBI, uh, okay. fantastic documentary uh, just about how paranoid and uh, absolutely idiotic the FBI was. Uh, Martin Luther King never threatened anyone. Never. I no, his whole that. thing. I didn't know they his, did that. His whole ideology was nonviolence. Yeah. No violence, no threats, no terrorism, no nothing. Just just wanted his people to be treated fairly. Oh, let's put him on the FBI's fucking surveillance list. Anyway, that's Ugh. my word of mouth. Uh, Boo, where can we find you on uh, Instagram? The letter K, the letter T, L-O-W, Strandberg, like a strand of hair, B-E-R-G. Really rolls off the tongue. <laughs> At Katie Lowe Strandberg on Instagram. Woo! Dave Stone, everybody, is making little cameos in my stories. So, oh yeah, I showed up in a here. couple of your stories. He's finally, finally, he's finally opening up to the stories, guys. Just we can't rock the boat here. I don't like all this new technology. Boo! And you got your cookbooks. Cookbooks are still out there. Uh, DumbDaveStone.com is where you can purchase those. Three different volumes. Uh, Ten dollars for one, sixteen for two, twenty for all three. Uh, offer still stands, by the way. I uh, did this earlier in the year. If, if, if you need to cook more, you need some recipes, you don't have uh, the know-how and the chops, uh, but you're also uh, hurting financially, give me a holler. I'll, uh-huh. I'll hook you up for free. Uh, these are e-cookbooks, no physical copies. Uh, if you want to purchase them, great. If you just need them, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here for you. I got your back. DumbDaveStone.com um, or just reach out, you know, on the Stonebergs Instagram or, or Twitter or whatever and uh, let me know. And I'll hook you up. Also, yeah, like you said, uh, uh, well, you said the word cameo in a different context. I'm also on the app cameo. Yeah, you are. Uh, getting a lot, of, <laughs> getting a lot of work off of that. That's amazing. Doing a couple every day now. Um, if you don't know about cameo, it's an app where uh, e-list celebrities uh, <laughs> can wish you or your friends happy birthday or whatever. Oh. Um, but yeah, I'm on there. So, uh, you know, if you want me to send a personalized video to you or your family or your friends uh, or your enemies, that's fine too. Uh, there you go. You know, if you want me to, you know, tell your Trump loving uncle to piss off, I'll do that. Whatever you need, uh, nice. but yeah, just search uh, Dave Stone or, or uh, Dave Stone Comedy on Cameo, and uh, you know, I'll be glad to uh, send out a personalized video for a nominal fee, of oh, course. That's but, uh, awesome, guys. Yeah. Get into it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. We love you. The Lord loves you, guys. Keep wearing your mask. By the way, we haven't talked much about this, but at least here in California. Uh, COVID is not letting up. Nope. 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 It's, I think nationwide, we were having, a couple weeks ago, we had the most deaths since we started this thing. Yeah. And I've mentioned this before, even though we're a year into this thing now, and we're all kind of getting accustomed to it and kind of getting used to it, doesn't mean COVID's letting up. So keep wearing those masks, be safe, uh, be sane, be happy, be be healthy. So yeah, and we're here for you. We love you. We'll see you next week. Okay, bye. 
Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the Stonebergs podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a few seconds to rate and review it on iTunes. And if you don't listen to it on iTunes but still want to help out, simply tell a friend, as word of mouth is so important. Follow us on Instagram, at the Stonebergs podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at the Stonebergs. And lastly, give us a call 24-7 and leave a voicemail at 562-548-2012. That's 562-548-2012. Thanks for listening. Thank you.